first, I wanted to know a little bit about you because you're a TCNJ alum, right? Correct. So what was your major and minor at TCNJ? So I majored, I had a combined major of communications and theater while I was there. Um, and then I didn't have a minor, but I did um, at the time they had an honors program. So that was kind of the equivalent to having a minor. So I did that in my time while I was there. Um, I was the president of all college theater um, during my time there. Um, I was a member of Alpha Psi Omega, which is the National um, Theater Honor Society. Um, and yeah. Did you do anything at WTSR? I did not. Um, ironically, and this is kind of amazing, I did an interview at WTSR um, and back in my sophomore year when I wrote and directed my first play, um, and it was produced on campus through All College Theater. So I did um, a radio interview back in the day. It was all in person. So I went to the studio, did a recording, but uh, that was it as far as my uh, uh, time at the radio station while on campus. Oh, wow. So it's kind of coming full circle. I mean, when Kevin Petusik, who was my advisor for all college theater when I was in the organization, when he got in touch with me and had seen all the marketing that we had done through social media and said the radio station might be interested, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, my God, this is totally full circle. And it meant a lot, you know, coming from my alma mater. How did your time at TCNJ lead to into your current career? So I had, the, I had the good fortune, like I had said, of being a communication theater major. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. I had a complete understanding of the artistic side of the performing arts world, but my communications degree also lent itself very well to understanding the business side. And not a lot of people understand both. And all of the jobs that I've had in my career so far um, have been because I understood both entertainment and business. I worked for Absolute in New York City for a while. I was an entertainment coordinator on Cape Cod for a number of years. And all of that traced back to my communication theater degree. And you know, during everything I've done over the years, um, corporate, non-corporate, um, theater has always been a part of my life. So my training at the College of New Jersey, as well as my time spent with all college theater, really laid a really good groundwork that eventually I used where I went on to Villanova, where I got my master's in theater and um, got my start writing plays at the College of New Jersey. So it was really, you know, a really solid base that was built in my four years there. Yeah, that's I mean, that's great to hear, especially for any um, listeners who are in either even if they're not in communications or theater. Um, we always like to hear that the alumni are doing well mm -hmm. <laughs> and have jobs. So. For the Halloween thriller, how did you come up with the concept for it? So R5 Productions, I'm the executive director for it. It is an online, basically, performance group that started back in the summer of 2020, right after everything shut down, and there was really no end in sight as to when um, this what I like to call the great pause in live entertainment was going to happen. We were sort of in a unfortunate holding pattern as everyone was. So um, a couple of people that I had done live theater with here in Bucks County were like, we want to do something. And we had seen a lot of Zoom presentations of play readings and the such, and they were all very uneven because not everybody had the same lighting equipment, not everybody had the same you know equipment as far as their their devices. So we decided from the very beginning 
to do it in the old fashioned retro style of doing a radio play. So we started with some very classic radio plays by H.G. Wells. We did Time Machine. We did Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. We did a couple original pieces and we did a couple um, published plays, well-known plays that lent themselves very well to being adapted as a radio production. We would throw in like still visuals instead of live camera streams. And from July of 2020 through May of 2021, we did a total of seven productions. Oh, yeah. uh, two, two were of my original works. Um, two were specifically written for the radio, the H.G. Wells pieces. And then the other three, uh, we did Other Desert Cities, Rabbit Hole, and God of Carnage, were, of course, uh, plays, stage plays that lent themselves very well to being adapted to the radio. So when we were looking ahead to our new season, which started this month, we're like, okay, we have to do something that people can't get in a real live theater experience because we knew a lot of theaters in the area were going to start uh, with productions again in the fall. So we were competing with that. People really liked the radio, the vintage retro radio format. So we wanted to stick with that. So a really good friend of mine uh, said to me very casually, well, I think R5 should do a weekly radio drama in the old school way of serialized half hour program um, for their first production. And I took that to heart. I presented it to the other members of R5. They thought it was a great idea. I came up with an idea about what to do. And hence the Broken Hollow Banshee was born. And I wrote it in June and July. Uh, we cast it from a group of actors that we had worked with before and know, knew, and then um, started rehearsal right around Labor Day. And the rest, as they say, is history. That's awesome. So can you give us a little synopsis for the people who aren't sure what it's about? Or um... Sure. It is, um, first of all, it's told very much in an old school way where it's four half hour episodes. Each one ends with a little bit of a cliffhanger. And it tells the story of a, an American woman in the 1950s who learns upon her mother's death that her family came from a town in Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, near the Appalachian Mountains, and that she inherited the family's estate that she never knew her family owned. So when she goes there, the town that is part of the estate is almost all deserted. Um, the estate is in ruins. And she finds out the reason that all this happened is because of a legend of a banshee that terrorized the family back in Ireland. And when the family moved to America in the 1700s, they thought they had outrun the banshee. And eventually the banshee resurfaced and continued to terrorize the family, but now with a vengeance. So she was learning all this as she was beginning to see and hear the family banshee, the broken hollow banshee. So we, um, we follow her story and her process of discovery um, as to what the truth is behind this family legend. I'm really excited and very honored that, like I, like you said, um, this full circle moment, um, you know, so many years later that I, I get another chance to have my work showcased at my alma mater. Yeah, hopefully it'll um, like bring some traffic towards you guys. Hopefully. And, you know, there's been preliminary discussion about adapting this as a full stage production. So I talked with the members of the creative team at R5 and everyone's really excited about that idea. And since there's such a shortage of thriller plays out there, you know, for every drama or comedy, you know, every 
yeah, every drama or comedy that's out there, it's like, it's almost impossible to find a really good thriller. There's maybe like a dozen out there that people are constantly doing and they always get a good audience. So I would love to add uh, Broken Hollow Banshee to that mix. Yeah, that would be great if we, we would be able to say we had um, like the pre preliminary um, version of the show and then once it yeah. takes off. Once again, you can listen to The Broken Hollow Banshee right here on WTSR 91.3 FM on Saturday, October 30th from 6 to 8 p.m.